Hi, pod listener. We hope you're doing okay in what are strange and unusual times for all of us. Our usual United podcast episode is on the way, and it's another amazing guest this week. I just first wanted to point out the obvious. This episode was pre-recorded before the coronavirus outbreak had enforced social distancing measures. If you need proof of that, we spend a good few minutes talking about Paul Pogba's haircuts, and he's now gone and shaved it all off again. Also, just to let you know that this is the last episode we've got pre-recorded in the bag, but we've been working on recording some remotely, so you should still get your weekly fix. But for now, enjoy this week's pod. Cross it comes, Pogba! Mayhem! Absolute mayhem at Old Trafford! Pogba! Oh, that's super! When he struts, he is some player! Paul Pogba strutted all right. Pogba, brilliant. Paul Pogba, he's made one, he's taken one. Pogba, and his absolute best again, is driving Manchester United. Welcome to another Manchester United podcast. We're about to sit down with Man United's maybe biggest star right now. We're going to sit down with Paul Pogba. This is the podcast. Pog. Cast. Yeah. Yes. You like that? See what we did there. I like, that. I like how you did that, Sam. Yeah. There's loads did of you things. Do that? Was it Helen? That was it was a Helen original. Right. She came up with that. She's been saying it for ages. She was like, day one, let's get a podcast. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're very welcome. Getting the credit for that. Yeah. So many things we want to talk to Paul Pogba about. Stuff on the pitch, all the stuff off the pitch, his lifestyle, how he lives surrounded by the media, sort of always in the eye of a storm, whether it's to do with his fitness yeah. or if he's at a party or his dancing or his haircuts and how he copes with all of that. But also, he won the World Cup a couple of years ago. Pretty cool. Yeah, ideally, he just wanted to talk about football rather than everything that's off the pitch. But I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of it. Yeah, it's interesting, don't you find? It? I find it interesting. Are you going to ask him about find, his haircut? I find it boring. Sam? I'm definitely going to ask him about you his haircut. I know you yeah. will. I find it boring. You just, you just, a, you're a football uh, guy. Yeah, you love the football. You're here to talk about football, not how he dances and his haircuts and all that. But Sam, I'm sure you'll get the best out of it. I'm going to ask him. So here we are for our debut podcast. Paul Pogba, how are you? Very good, thank you. Excellent. Uh, first question. I know Maisie asked you this just a minute ago before the microphones were turned on, but we should ask on, how fit are you? How close are you to getting on a football pitch? Uh, I'm already training, mm -hmm. uh, touching the ball. I have a few training with the uh, players as well, so I'm getting there. It's very close. Nice. Close to, well, for the next game, it's, it will be uh, too short. Mm -hmm. Yes, but uh, very soon. Frustrating? I've been, I've been frustrate, yeah. uh, frustrated like a long time ago. Now yeah. I'm... I'm almost there, so I'm just thinking about getting back, you know, training fully with the team and everything. But, I mean, there's, like, you think bad, but I never had this, something like that in my uh, in my career. So I always take it in a good way, you mm -hmm. know, it makes me more hungry, you know, to mm -hmm. come back and, and do well. And, yeah, just to show me as well how much I, I love football, you know. Yeah. Is it long days when you're injured? Yes. I mean, it's, uh, you have to be very patient because um, for my injury, uh, because I don't know if people like really know what happened. So I had uh, a foot injury, which uh, came in the game against Southampton. So it was early the season. And so I carried this for a long time, training. I've been trying and playing with it. Then after I stop it, I stop, and so I find out that I had a fracture. Stop it again for two months. I had a, a cast, a plaster, mm -hmm. yeah. is a cast. Yeah. 
and uh, so it went so it went very well too well so the bond got bigger and uh, so when I came back again I played those two games against uh, Watford and Newcastle I could feel something again so I had to operate and uh, there I am now <laughs> yeah uh, I don't feel anything and Hopefully we'll be, be back very yeah. soon. We can't wait to see that. Uh, you said just a minute ago, going back to the injury, let's go all the way back because you grew up in Eastern Paris or the suburbs of Eastern Paris. Yeah. What was life like? Uh, great. He didn't think about anything, uh, know about the house, about the taxes. Uh, you just think <laughs> about enjoying with your friends, going to school. Um, then after school, you go play football. That's all you... All I care about, really, before. It's sort of been painted that you grew up in like a, like a sort of rougher part of Paris. Was that something you thought of as a child? Did it seem like that? Or was it just, this is life and I'm loving it? Well, there's always worst. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. There's always worse. So I'm uh, one of the lucky ones that, to be honest, my some my friends that I hang out with, they were, uh wouldn't say they were drug dealers, so... Mm-hmm. I had a very good uh, entourage. The people next to me were very good. And we all like play football. So all my friends were like uh, friends for from um, for football or uh, school. So Do you still keep right. in contact with people from your childhood? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, that's, I have my, I will say my little circle. The, yeah. the people that, like I say, from day one that always been been there with me, suffer with me. And uh, when we were starting playing football, they were there and they're still here. So I have like uh, my my close mm-hmm. uh, people. And obviously your brothers were very influential. Did they instill the love of football into you? Yeah, my brothers actually is the, I was always looking up to them. So mm-hmm. they were playing with their friends. They were older than me. So How I many years older, sorry, are they? They're three years older than me. So you had to try harder because yeah. you were younger. <laughs> and uh, so he, he helped me. Yeah. He helped me. So I played with the stronger mm-hmm. friends, yeah. bigger friends. And my brother always tell me, come play with us. And so I was going with them and playing with them. It was hard. And I think he helped me today. Mm-hmm. Were you playing then with them because they knew you were already better than everybody else? Did that show at that age? Yeah, like um, I could play with them. That's mm-hmm. why they told me. Yeah, come. They, they used to tell me, come play with us. Uh, don't play with the people from your age. It's too easy for you. Come now. Now yeah. it's hard. Come and play with us. <laughs> so I'm a challenger. I love challenge. And I say, okay, no problem. So what age do you think that you realized you were better than children your own age? Like very small? I never put this in my head, really. I was lucky that my dad always told me that ah, it's not enough. It's mm. good. He scored five goals in one game. Oh, only five goals. Why you didn't call six, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just kept me pushing and doing better than uh, what I did before. So I never put this in my head. I was better than the other ones. I was lucky that uh, that uh, some um, scout used to come and mm-hmm. uh, and see me and tell me to do some tests, you know, for for bigger clubs. So that was maybe a sign. That when did you ever realize that you could make it as a what, what was your first real thought of, yes, I can play football, I want to be a professional? That's when I was signed for Le Havre uh, Academy. So yeah. it's one of the best academy in France. How old was you then? I was 13. 13. So I went age 13, 14. And that yeah. was your dream then, you realised then? So my dream was, yeah, to, to go in the academy, you know. 
football academy. So I went there and it was like, it was like something else pretty hard. Like all the best players from everywhere all together. It's a bit kind of Clairefontaine, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, after that, so I stayed two years there. Um, they wanted to sign. I didn't have any contract. And um, I was playing for national team. I had mm -hmm. the chance to go national team under 16. And from there, they wanted to sign me professional. And Did you uh, have to leave leave home for that? Yeah, yeah. I left home. Yeah, How was that? It was, uh, so young. Yeah, it was more difficult for my mom. Yeah. But, and in this year, the same the same year, my brother went to Spain, Celta Vigo, and I went, so I, we left no my mom alone. Wow. So. Well, How far away from your home? It was, was two it? hours by train. Hmm. It's not that far. So no. sometimes when we were off weekends, we could go. Mm -hmm. So that was good. Mm -hmm. Could go and see my family, my friends. Did your parents come and watch you as well? Sometimes used to go and play in Paris because right, in okay. our group, like yeah. we had like teams from a uh, suburb, you know, PSG was in our group and uh, two other teams, I think they mm -hmm. were in a group. So my during this, during this period, which were the footballers you had posters of on your wall? I had Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Zidane, Thierry, Djibril Sissé, Kaka. Not bad though. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did you support a team? Um, yeah, so, yeah, I will, I will be honest, I will be honest. Um, so at the start, mm -hmm. I was an Arsenal fan, mm -hmm. obviously, because of all the French, the yeah. French. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. me and my brother. And my other brother was a Manu fan. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he was a Manu fan, he couldn't say anything. So I used to love really Thierry Henry. Mm -hmm. So because of, because of him, I would say I was a, yeah. I was an Arsenal fan. Then after. Then after I changed, mm -hmm. good choice. And I yeah, yeah. Then I become. I went on my. So I choose. I stay a bit with my other brother that was Arsenal fan. Then I went back with. <laughs> I went with the other one. So United fan and. And was it yeah. Terry? Because at that age, am I right in thinking you were a centre forward? Yes, younger. Uh, so I start yeah as a striker. Mm -hmm. Start as a striker, then number ten. And then number six. Why did they keep moving you back? Yeah. And <laughs> thanks God, I didn't go, to, I didn't go center back. Yeah. yeah. So I stayed there. Yeah. As a number 10, eight. Why do you think six. that was? Why the, why the movement back down the pitch? Because I loved, I wanted to touch the ball mm -hmm. too much. So I was a striker and I was dropping too much. So and then one, one coach told me, okay, play number 10 so you can touch the ball more. Still love the ball too much and too many touches. Yeah, too many touches, then he put me six. <laughs> so you can't <laughs> yeah, take, keep the ball. And uh, yeah, become six, eight. Mm -hmm. yeah. Was there anyone at that time when you were at that academy that was very influential in your career? Coaches, teammates? Uh, Le Havre here. Yeah, Le Havre. At Le Havre, have you had ben, uh, Benjamin Mendy? Mm -hmm. That uh, is at City today. Yeah. Um it is like few players that made it uh, in championship. The goalkeeper, Brice Samba, is here in England. I had Elajiba that was in Sunderland. So um, quite a successful group. Yeah, you had, you had like a very good group. Mm -hmm. And you were captain of the under-16s, is that right? That uh, you won a domestic yeah, title? in um, national team. Mm -hmm. In national team, I was, uh, I was the captain. What was that like playing for your national team? At an early age, uh, it was a dream for me. Mm -hmm. It was a dream. Yeah, I started the national team 
in France. I wanted, I always wanted to play for France. You know, Guinea. My brother is playing for Guinea, but I wanted to play for France. What did your brother and say about that? No, they was always he okay said, with that? They always said, yeah. But they were born in Guinea, weren't they? They born in Guinea. Yeah. yeah. They always said, no, you, we, we take care of Guinea. You pay <laughs> <for France." laughs> and um, yeah, no, it was that was always my dream to be uh, to play for the French national team. During this period of your life and you're starting to, you're, you're captaining the, the youth levels of France and you're at Lava and people are starting to pay attention and people are talking about Paul Pogba. What was that like for you? Did you, were you aware that there was speculation around you that people were referencing you as a hope for the national team and stuff? Yeah, they were talking, it's true that they were talking uh, a bit, but we had like other players as well. Mm -hmm. They were talking about them in national team as well. So a few players were already at 16, 17, already playing with the, the reserve, mm -hmm. so we have kind of a good group, but I was I was the only one playing a, a boat. So when I signed for United, I was the only one in my national team to play the to play. Uh, obviously not in France, so obviously that make people talk. And in France, when a player at I signed at 16, 15, 16, when you go outside the outside the France, outside Paris. When you sign for a club like Manchester United, obviously people will talk. It's mm -hmm. not uh, every day. It's like reminds me of kind of Anelka when he left, when he went to Arsenal, very young. So that make uh, obviously noise. What was it like making the decision to leave France and come to Manchester? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, Manchester United. Um, How did uh, it come about that move? To be honest, it was um, I was about maybe I was about to sign at Lyon, so they wanted me to sign professional. But because I say people would just talk, used to talk to me and tell me, "Don't go, don't go outside. You know, it's gonna be difficult. Mm. You know, stay stay more in France." And I say, "No, well, you biggest go. club in the world, and uh, I got to." This is this is this comes only once in your mm -hmm. life, so I took it. Twice, you. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. You. How was it when you first came here? Were you a little bit starstruck when you came to the club and your first time meeting people, meeting Sir Alex? What was that like? It was everything were big. It was big yeah. for me. It was like wow. It's I was so proud of myself as well, mm -hmm. but I was so angry in the same time. So. You know, yes, you you came, you play for Manchester United, but I want to go and I want to do more. I want to play with the first team. Mm -hmm. I want to train with Rio Ferdinand. I want to play with Rooney, you know, this thing. So it was like a boost. So it gives me, I was really happy to be here. And the way, because we had Jim Ryan, mm -hmm. obviously that played for the club. We had uh, Paul McGuinness, very good coach. That was, that was always talking about the first team, talking about the, the history of the club. So when I came here, first, before playing, you learn the history of the club. So like, my eyes were like wide open and obviously, you know, you want to, you want to become a first team player. Before we talk more about the first team and, and the players that were around when you joined, I mean, Helen said, were well, you starstruck when you arrived here? What about the culture shock of coming from France to Manchester? Because, I mean, one thing, for example, I don't think anyone will be offended if I say that Mancunian food, for example, is different to Parisian. Totally. It's totally, yeah, it's true that the adaptation was, um, 
I didn't really mind anything, yeah. just the weather. But Le Havre is kind of the same weather. Mm. So I didn't, it's not like a, I miss Le Havre weather, it's the same. So I didn't, it wasn't the, really a problem. The food, well, as, long, as long as I eat, I was in digs. And digs at the first time, so the family was they were very nice. We're still in contact today, and they've been taking care of me. Um, Did you live with another player at digs? Yes, I, I was with Davide Petrucci, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, I was with just Davide Petrucci. And um, did you become quite close? Yeah, yeah, uh, still in contact. So obviously, you know, we grew up together, he's mm-hmm. like kind of my uh, my stepbrother, I would yeah. say, yeah. you know. And no, it was good. The family that was very good with me, uh, with us, uh, we're enjoying. We had like a really nice family, really nice family. And obviously an Italian person, French person. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't speak very good English. I couldn't speak any English. Uh, and I started learning like that. And he helped me to, to learn faster, you know, because I had to speak English. Yeah. So you know, you start with the the sign with the the hands first. Then after, obviously, it came came very fast. But he was he was really good. Really enjoyed that moment. Mm. Nice. That's really exciting. Yeah. So back here, you've turned up. You've talked about people like Rain, Wayne Rooney and Rio Ferdinand, but also Patrice Evra was here. Yeah. Was it helpful to have other people here that were French? Yes, but Pat at the start, I was. Um, uh, Pat was, he's really, you know, when he comes in training, he does his thing. So when you arrive as a young player and you go to the gym and you see all the first team, all the first team player they in the bike, I was, you were very shy. Yeah. And like, just to say hi to them, like, it was, they were very impressed. So you just come and limit, you don't even want to, you know, <laughs> you go very far, you do your bikes, you know, very far from them. I was really like, um, you had re- no no afraid, but you had a uh, lot of respect. You know, it was respect. You know, and obviously you've watched English Premier League growing yeah. up as a child, and you've watched so you these see players. Them and yeah, down, you see them in front of so you like. And uh, Pat one day he said, "Oh, you French? Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you asked Pat. He's <laughs> are you French? Oh, it's good. It's good. Hey, come on, how you want to see you in the first team and everything? Okay, and I start doing some training with the." Uh, with the first team, you know, the, the players that don't play sometimes. So we come up sometimes, train with the first team. It was like very good. You know, it's like a test for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for them, it's like just uh, coming back from injury or uh, they didn't play the game and they just train. So for me, it was a test, you know. I wanted to, to show myself and uh, it was like a game proper. You so. obviously made that move up to the first team very quickly, but when you came and you were in the youth side with Paul McGuinness and Jim Ryan, who were your teammates at the time? Oh, well, Jesse was there. Mm-hmm. Jesse, uh, the Andreas was there as well. Adnan Januzai. So we were like all neighbours as well. Ravel Morrison too. Was Rav, Rav yeah. I have a nice story <laughs> with Rav. Um, after a few weeks that I arrived... Uh, now we're a very good friend. Huh? Mm-hmm. I just tell you, um, we almost fight, me and him. <laughs> and uh, so he was in training and obviously he, everybody knows how good uh, mm-hmm. Rav, Rav is with the ball. So he was dribbling players. So I came, I took, the, I took the ball from him and he got angry a bit. So he kicked me and I couldn't speak uh, English. So I look at him 
I said, okay. So I wait until you get the ball and I, and I go and I, <laughs> I take the ball. Him. So I smashed, I smashed yeah. him and he, he started talking to me and I was in English and I respond in French, you know? <laughs> okay, okay, let's see. Okay, we'll see after in the, in the changing room. I say, okay, no problem. I'm not scared of you, you know? And after we arrive in the changing room, he comes to me, we hug, like, oh, oh you know? Nice. And since then, we were like, very close so it's like a strange story it's funny but that happens a lot you know in football and you know you're a very good friend yeah it's easy to be brave on a football pitch and then maybe when you walk up someone and rose they're twice as big as you you might <laughs> yeah. get a bit more nervous about it <laughs> no at that point did you feel like or because i guess as you say like there's a test coming to manchester united and now it's a whole new group of players like jesse and ravel and people like that. did you feel that was a new level for you did you feel better than they were or did you did you find it difficult ever uh it was to be honest it was um at the start it was difficult because it's a it's totally another culture mm -hmm. you know it's more physical here uh more passing run is more pressing and in the um, french food the french football is like more technical you know mm -hmm. you pass the ball not, less pressing so it was like a time of adaptation with me I had quite a long time because I couldn't play for for a month or two months because of papers. Then, so when I came, my first game, uh, Crew Alexandra, that I remember, it went well. So all the training and stuff went very well. I adapt. The, obviously, the players helped me and the manager, um, Paul McGuinness, Jim Ryan, came and talked to me, helping me. They tell me that, you know, you have potential, you know you can, you have quality, so... Yeah, and you me. as a group of players won the FA Youth Cup as well. That must have been a great achievement for you. Yeah, it was because First I know here how big is, mm -hmm. is uh, the FA Youth Cup here. And uh, Were you aware of that competition before? It's when we lost the first year. When yeah. we arrived, we lost and we I see how big it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, and with the team that we had, we had a very strong team. We can... We can we won the league and everything, so I say we can we can win this uh, this league. And obviously, it was the the goal of the team and of Manchester because we want to obviously win everything. That's that's the the culture here is to win everything. So from the young age, mm -hmm. you have to put this in your in your head. And we had a very very good team. And when you did win it, you came up against Harry yeah. Maguire. Exactly. Exactly. I, no, small I, world. Very small <laughs> world. It's crazy. And I recognize him. I see because he was so big. Mm -hmm. I was so big. I, was, I could I never see someone so that big. And I was, you were all skinny. He was already strong. And yeah, beat him in the final. Have you mentioned <laughs> it to him? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I remember. The first thing. <laughs> I, do you remember? <laughs> because you've won that competition and it meant so much to you at the time, is that something you take a real interest in and look out for the younger players here and encourage them in that competition and at that age group? Yeah, not for sure. And as well, but, um, the last before us, the last team who won it, it was the... the Class 92. Yeah, yeah. the 92, the... Sports calls, Gary Neville, it becomes so obviously mm -hmm. it's something, you know, something big. It's a pleasure for us to win after after this generation. And a lot of players went to the first team, yeah. almost all of them, you know. So yeah, for us, it was a, it was a big, uh, it was a big goal for us. And obviously now the, 
the youth then when you see that the first question I ask for the players like how's the FA Youth Cup did you yeah. win it you know because that's the goals that's what you have to to mm. achieve when you when you're in the youth so I remember there coming a point where your name was increasingly more often than not on the substitutes bench in the first team and my dad going I don't know who some of these subs are and I'll be like dad there's a guy on there he's called Paul Pogba he's amazing he's like how do you know <laughs> don't know I've read about it everyone says he's amazing it's going to be amazing wait till he gets on do you remember when you first got on and, and you had your debut uh, Stoke mm-hmm. uh, Premier League um, yeah I do remember I do remember it was it was beautiful mm-hmm. it was really beautiful player Old Trafford came on after of course Paul Scholes came off and I came on and I I had a few minutes, a few tackles, you know, because that's is all the culture here, and no, I felt I felt great, felt great. The Were you players, very nervous? Um, the positive nervous. I don't, you, you know, nervous. Um, sometimes you can take it in a like negative, but I was like nervous, positive, you know, so, sort of mm-hmm. full of anticipation. Yeah, exactly. But the players, really the players, because I was training with them a lot, so they made me very comfortable. I was very comfortable with them. They talked to me. Rio was like, uh, even after the game, he came and talked to me. See, you see how the crowd applaud you. You see, uh, this is your this is your team. It's, that's where you have to play, you know, carry on. It was beautiful, you know. Pat used to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Every time, like, a lot of players there. Was your, really made me, was your parents there? Was your parents there? My parents were, yeah, they yeah. were there. Yeah. So they'd be very proud. They were very happy. Yeah. They were very happy. My brother was there. Yeah, my brother was there. He was playing in, he was playing in England, where? Don't know, in Crew, I mm-hmm. think. It'd be like, yeah, in Crew, I think. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. Family was here. So I was you celebrate? very proud. Uh, no, I had training after, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not time to celebrate yet. It was it wasn't the time. I well, was that, really that happy. That gave you the buzz, then, didn't it? Of course. Then training, you want more. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like uh, what 10, 15 minutes, maybe 15, maybe eighteen minutes. Mm-hmm. It was it was good. That's enough. Yeah. It was it was yeah. good. You know, just to have this feeling, and you want you want more. And then good. you got loads of it when you made your hugely successful loan move to Juventus. Yeah. How did that come about? Um, so it was a very difficult decision mm-hmm. uh, for me. Uh, um, with the manager as well, you know, everything with the contract. It wasn't, uh, obviously the contract, it was more the, um, more like, I would say the trust with the manager. So obviously the manager, sir, it was, uh, for me, it was uh, still the best manager of the of the history, mm-hmm. and uh, when uh, they asked me, you know, to sign the the contract, before I didn't sign, and a lot of things happened. I didn't train. I went back, you know, trained by myself and stuff like this, you know. So it made me a bit, you know, I would say angry, and um, it's not, nothing about the money, but just about okay. The playing you're, side of it. You, you, you're a player. You, we believe in you. You believe in you, and just, I mean, me. I want just to play football. That's all I want. I yeah. want to play. And you know, when I had like, 
like I said before, I had the chance to to play or to come on this game against Blackburn. That's when really I had heartbroken because uh, no midfielder were here, like injured or yeah, the people were injured or Paul Scholes wasn't there. I think he he wasn't there. I think he was retired already uh, before he came back. And Raphael played in midfield with G. And uh, at the end, come on this this game. We lost the game. I was on the bench warming up. I thought I would come on. That will, that will be a big opportunity for me. Well, I didn't. Things happen, you know. The manager has his, his choice and in everything. So I said, but that day, I, that's when I had my heart broken. And I told Pat, I say, I was the chance, you know. Been training, been talking to me. Yeah, your chance will come. You will come. You will have your chance. And that happened. And I didn't play. I was really was kind of upset. And uh, I went to to Juventus, which uh, was a hard decision for me. Hard because you go to another club as well, and you have to obviously it's not as a starter. Start eleven. You know you're gonna come as a young player. You know like young, talented. Talented mm-hmm. player, you have to to show yourself again. So I went. It was a big challenge for me. I say, yeah, I go for it, no problem. And I want to show that, you know, I was ready to play for for the team. Why Adelaide? Was that a choice that you'd made to to go there? Was, or why not go back to France or Spain? Is it just something you? Um, Italy, you to go? Italy is good tactically, you know, mm-hmm. to learn, and they just won. They, they they just won the league before and the team was growing. You felt yeah. like it suited your so game. I felt, yeah, yeah, felt like it would be it would be good. It would be mm-hmm. good for me to go to go there because they were like the best team in uh, in Italy. Like Manchester mm-hmm. uh, yeah. are the best team in in England. So I went there and say so I go and take my uh, my chance. You know. Mm-hmm. Also, in terms of education as a midfielder, you're you were what eighteen, nineteen training every day and playing with Paul Scholes and then swapping that for Perlo. Yeah. That, it can't get much better than that for, for, for your age, playing with two of the greatest yeah. midfielders of all time. You learn a lot. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot and you look at them and I really, I learned, I've been learning. It was unbelievable for me, you know, seeing them training like that, it just pushed me like, okay, I have to, I have to work out. There's a lot of more to do, you know, Perlo and uh, Paul Scholes, Obviously, as a, those uh, midfielders, that, you know, to control the game, they are the, the players to look at, mm. you know. So I really learned from them a lot. Did you ever feel that you had to show Manchester United what you could do, even though it was in Italy? Yeah. To prove a point? Yeah. yeah. And that was a, the drive and... It was, it was, to be honest, it was one thing, you know, because... I'll show you. Yeah, I will show, I will show them that they should have put me you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of, is it was like it was that was one one point, very important point. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to show them and show obviously the world that, and because a lot of people talk about oh he moved to Juventus, why big mistake is a mistake is at Manchester United, whatever you know a lot of people talk about this. I say okay, it's no problem. Mm-hmm. We will see at the end. We will see. I will show. I will show them what what can, what I can do. By coming on, obviously, yeah. by coming on, and so, yeah, 
it's a challenge for me and I'm, I'm a challenger. I love challenge. So, <laughs> Where do you get that inner strength and confidence from? Is that something from your family or that real belief in yourself? Um, Brothers? I think it's a bit everything, yeah. you know. Uh, my parents came from uh, Africa. I get to France, you know. They they work hard for me. Mm -hmm. uh, the things that when you're a kid you don't really know. But uh, I, my mom used we used to be five uh, in the house and uh, with one mother. It's hard for a mother, you know. It's really hard. You have yeah. to feed them. You have to be there for them and everything. So, you know, she works hard to help us. You know, mm. uh, for us that we have everything because of her. You have to work like ten times harder. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I always I always have in my in my mind to be, my my dad as well to be always the best to be the first. You know, always want more. Mm. And when you have a dream, just go for it. You know, yeah. dream is free. You dream, there is no you dream. You wake up. Uh, yeah, but at least when you dream, you can dream uh, as big as you want. You mm. know. It's still a dream and you want to achieve it, you know. That's my goals and I'm, I always want more. I always want, I always, I think I, we can always learn. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been at this age, at 10, even at uh, 40, 50, you always will learn something, yeah. you know. You always learn and I love to learn. I love to, to learn new things. I love to try things mm -hmm. and stuff, so. Can you remember your brother? What did he say? The United fan? About leaving United or thinking of leaving? Be, no, uh, my brother, my the the brother that was United fan, yeah. he told me he was really angry, even more than <laughs> me that I didn't play. So he told me, no, no, go. You you can play. You can play in this team. If they don't want you to play here, go. You will play somewhere else. Then they will see. And my but my mother always told me, you will go somewhere, but you will come back here. She told yeah, me right. this. Mm -hmm. But you wanted to prove a point, and I think you did. You scored loads. Of, I remember just sort of sitting there every sort of every week or two. There'd just be another video going round of you scoring an absolute screamer. You're uh, going, oh. and worse than that, you seem to keep getting linked to City. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Your mom wouldn't let that happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> when no. she used to say that, though, did you think? I was like, oh, well, we'll see. You know, you know, mother's things. She said, "You will come back. You will come back here. Don't worry." you will come back here and that was just uh after just uh, uh just the time that i said you will come back to manchester don't worry and i did so right. and there you are <laughs> and for a world record fee as did, well did that did that ever bother you did it interest you or is it just ignored you I mean, it's not for me. <laughs> no, no, sure. you, you don't get it. He has yeah. nothing to do with me. <laughs> he had nothing to do with me. It's between the clubs and obviously because I went for free mm -hmm. and I come back with the this amount of of money mm -hmm. for transfer. Obviously, he made a big noise as well. But more uh, well, for me. But I mean, no, no pressure from that. Thinking I've got to justify the most amount well, anyone's ever spent on a for me. Player. No, but. For the, the fans, world, for else. the fans, yeah. for everything, yes. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, life is like that. Yeah, It's not me, you know. So obviously for this big amount of money at the time, it was uh, the biggest transfer. And for this, obviously we don't see a, a midfielder have uh, this amount of money. It's more strikers, mm -hmm. people that uh, will, will go and score goals, you know. And to see that for a midfielder, for them that... Uh, 
the statue he has to score goals and make assists and make saves as well you know so yeah. if I'm not a goalkeeper I have to save you know I have to do probably more things so they see they see more the the transfer mm-hmm. fee than the when you realize you're coming back to Old Trafford having left Juventus did you then think I'm ready for it now ready for the first team ready to show Manchester United fans what I can really do Yeah, when I came back, it was I was really happy to come back. I said I left it and I didn't finish. Mm. I I I start something that I didn't finish. Yeah, and I just went somewhere else. You must you, you know, must love the club. Then I came back, you know, That's to, thing, to finish it. Yeah. You know? So obviously that come coming back here where I where I started, mm. as for me, it was like I was really happy now. You can now they're gonna it. see, yeah. Now again, now I'm ready. As I come as a confirmed player, you know. Do you and think, in a, a way, it's difficult to come through an academy because people almost, not that I'm saying that you made it many, but people see you learning as a player. As when you join a club older, you've made maybe your mistakes and you come as more of a complete player. Do you do you see that? Yes, it's. Um, Well, like I said, I came as a man. Now I would yeah. say I came, yeah. I came as a man, you know. Uh, and you have more confidence more experience, too, yeah. More experience of the game, more stuff. In between, I went through Champions League final. I went through Europe European final. So I had way more experience as well. Mm-hmm. And so maybe if I was there as an academy, I wouldn't have this experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So, But the benefit is, Uh, we know because you're at the academy that you have regularly, uh, from a young age, taken penalties with lots of small steps. Yeah. So when people lose their minds over it, it's not new. No. I mean, the Paul Pogba that you see now is the same Paul Pogba that been forever as Le Havre, as France. I've always been myself, you know. And um, When did you first ever do that penalty? Um, as a kid? In the streets, here Just, uh, I, it started at Manchester. Did yeah. you get sent off? I did get sent off Liverpool. against Liverpool. Yeah, for the same thing for a penalty uh, like this. But I stopped at the end, and before that, I trained. And the 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 goalkeeper <laughs> coach told me I can do that. So yeah. I'm allowed. It's no problem because I see some goals. I could see yeah. some goals yeah. like that, and I done it, and I score. And he gave me a yellow card, but I didn't understand why. You understand why you give me yellow card because you just have to take yeah. the penalty again. But yeah, always been yeah. the hairstyle, always <laughs> been always been the same, you know. So when you came back here, did you feel this is me? Like when you went to Juventus, did you feel like you could be your complete person? Because obviously, when you when you're here as a as a teenager, you're different from when you're an adult. So when you came back and you're with the old teammates, you've seen the old staff. Did you feel like completely comfortable again? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I came came here the first day. Felt like uh, I've been here yeah. for yeah. like six years. Uh, I knew everyone. Hi, everyone. You know, I was very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Felt like at home. Were you to nervous to come back? Um, yeah, kind of because you, you, I left the club and you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, you yeah. don't know. But when you see the person straight away, you feel like. Nothing really changed, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. It's the same. And then after it went uh, mm-hmm. very, very well. Which is your favourite hairstyle? 
My favorite hairstyle. Yeah, got to ask because you mentioned it's always been like it, and people talk about it endlessly. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> it, this is, is <laughs> I'm thinking because I've yep. done a lot. So and maybe the I have two the leopard one and when I signed here mm-hmm. when it was uh, blonde, it was blonde. yeah, yeah, when you made your debut. Remember yeah, that? it was good. It must be a nightmare for like FIFA and Pro Evo and stuff to try and keep up with you. No, they 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 can. How much do you remember about your second debut? Because I guess it it was a debut and it wasn't because you've played yeah. for the club before. Uh, it was even better than the first one, I mm-hmm. think. You know, come back as a man. Yeah, to Old Trafford, see Old Trafford again. It was like good feeling. Very like was big. Obviously. Mm-hmm. They were waiting for me as well, you know, to to perform. And, uh, you know, we had like um, Zlatan and, you know, new transfer mm-hmm. as well. So all together playing, it was it was good to see that, you know, it was mm-hmm. good to see, to feel the atmosphere of Old Trafford again, of the English, you know, the English fans. Yeah. What did yeah. you miss most about the Premier League and about this club? Did you think about that when you were in Italy? I really miss that about Manchester. Obviously, the, I think the atmosphere, yeah, the atmosphere yeah. of the... Of the stadium, the atmosphere in the games, you know, it's always like when play, when you play for Man United, it's always a final. You feel like it's always a final. The team will always they go, they they prepare themselves to play against United, and this I kind of had had it a bit in in Italy because mm. we were first as well. But here was like uh, I think two times more than uh, than in Italy. Mm. What was it like winning your first trophies with the club? That's <sighs> good. It was a good feeling. It was a good feeling because, you know, when you arrive, you want to win, you know? And when you win before and you arrive to a new club, that's the first thing I think about. I hope I'm not the black cat, <laughs> you know? The black cat means like I come and the team stop, stop yeah. winning yeah. trophies. So I win my, the, the first trophy. I was really like, ah, I'm not the black cat. I'm good, you know? It was, it was a really good feeling. What was it like playing in the national team? as a young kid, and then going on to win the World Cup? As a dream comes true, to be honest. It's, uh, I always dreamed. I remember when I was when I was a kid and France won the World Cup. I was six, and it was crazy in uh, in France. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Everybody went outside, running everywhere. We champion, we were screaming, and 20 years after that, we, we do the same. It's... it's it's super beautiful, best feeling ever to win the World Cup. And as a start, when I, like I said, I was captain on under 16, my dream was to play for first team. Mm-hmm. And to play for first team to win the World Cup, it's like, you know, I, can, I cannot ask for something else. Have you watched it back? No. No? Do you, watch, do you ever watch your games? No, I, do. I watch uh, some games. They show, they show it. Uh, yeah. We had the documentary. They show it again. So I saw this. But um, no, I didn't watch it again. Uh, not not two times, because you have to think about the next one. Yeah. You know. Do Do you ever watch your games though? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, when I play, uh, try to watch my games so I can see what learn. yeah what I've done good and what I've done bad. So I think you can learn a lot. Had a great game in the World Cup final. Scored. How did that feel? Putting the ball in the back of the net in a World Cup final? Because I was watching going insane because I think every Manchester United fan was supporting France because they were supporting you. Yeah, it was crazy. 
I and couldn't the ta- believe the time, the times it gone through your head to do that. I like. couldn't believe, to yeah. be honest. I couldn't believe. But I don't know why inside me I felt like, because I didn't score. Mm-hmm. Um, I scored the first one, but they put it on, on goal, you know? Yeah. First game and the last game, so it was, <laughs> it was kind of good, you know? Um, but it was the best feeling, just to score in the final. World Cup final. Wow. I just couldn't believe. I couldn't believe. Uh, that's how was my celebration. I was, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe, you know, I was running and the feeling had goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bought all of your teammates like um, like NFL style rings, right? Yeah. To celebrate. What what gave you that idea? Um, at the playoff, you know, like the American style mm-hmm. a bit. Um, just to thanks everyone because obviously you don't win by yourself and uh, um, I've been part you know with the see with few players say I have this idea you know you should do that you know like the rings mm-hmm. but you have this you know as a collection and it was kind of fun because we never had this before yeah. you know something different and just uh, to say thank you to to the teammates can I ask you about yourself off the pitch how do you relax after games Spending time with family mm-hmm. and friends. Um, I'm a super happy man um, with the hairstyle. With the, I just that this is just myself, you know. I just love life, really. Um, I don't like to be stressed, yeah. you know. I don't want to be sad, or I want to be sad, but just for few mm-hmm. uh, amount of time. Because I mean, life is short. Life is short, yeah. you know. Yeah. You have to enjoy every moment. What about having, you've recently had a child. Has that changed you, changed how you think about football? Do you switch off more from football when I you go home? I, I had football was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And since my child came, you know that it's not the most important thing in life, <laughs> yeah. you know. You probably don't have time to you think. Know? And <laughs> now sleep, my sleepless child nights. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I sleep very good to be honest. But at the start, it was very, it was difficult, obviously. Yeah. And uh, now I sleep uh, very good. Um, I'm happy with that. So we trained him good. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, a few uh, of you in the team lucky. now, right? That have have just become fathers. <laughs> Can you give Helen and him? <laughs> <laughs> Helen's little boy Eli doesn't sleep. No, doesn't he's sleep. not too bad. He's, he's only fourteen. Have you got any hints for, for Helen? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's not too bad. <laughs> He cried a lot for the first Crazy, couple of yes. months. Yeah. What's the secret? What's the secret? <laughs> feed you him. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> feed him. Just make him really big. Just feed him and you'll fall asleep. And you Give him loads of milk. <laughs> uh, here's the thing I want to ask. I think you are entirely unique as a football player in that I don't think, I think this is true also, that it doesn't happen to Ronaldo or Messi even, or Neymar. When you've been injured, still every single press conference, every single day, there are news stories about you, which doesn't happen, I think, of anybody else. Like if Messi's injured, then all they'll ask at Barcelona is any update on when Messi's fit. But people obsess over you in a way that I don't think they do about everybody else. Do you think that that's fair? Does it, is it weird being in the eye of that storm and being like, everyone's going crazy again. I'm just sitting here eating Weetabix. And like, do you ever Google yourself to find out what the latest mad news story is? It's a lot of questions. To be honest, it was a lot of questions. I got excited. Um, I guess they miss me. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because 
I'm not someone that looks uh, always at. Uh, I'm not, don't don't look uh, always at Sky News or mm-hmm. just when I sit down, he's, he's mm-hmm. on. I will obviously I will look, but in the games after the games, I don't. I, when I watch a game, mm-hmm. I like to watch the game, and not yeah. the comment. I just He's watch silence. the game mm-hmm. because when you're a fan and when you know football, you don't need someone to tell you what's happening. Sure. And uh, obviously what I hear with like few people like putting my name or oh, Paul is doing this, hey, Paul, Paul, uh, just guess, I don't know. One day I will meet them. I will ask them. I really, yeah. I really want to know why. I mean, doing my recovery, I can be somewhere else and hear something, but, I'm just doing my recovery yeah. and hear my name again, you know. Yeah, it's. Uh, do you never think, think? Do you never think of like putting a message out there and saying I'm this, I'm doing this, or do you just? You don't want to feed it, do you? But do you like? I mean, if they want to speak, they're allowed to speak. Yeah, that's their job. For me, it's their job to speak. Does it not wind you up? No, because they've been talking. I know. I'm. I'm used to it now. I'm really used to it. So yeah. it doesn't bother does me. It, not p- off? it doesn't no, it doesn't no? bother me. It doesn't bother me. Sure Obviously, enough. it's always good to hear good stuff than mm-hmm. bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always good. It's always better to hear yeah. that. But like I said, as a when you play football and when you hear stuff, when you know you know yourself. Your manager know, the the teammates the knows what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rest it's just talk and mm-hmm. yeah. Selling stuff, I think, because people fish, like fish and chip hear. paper. If I you was know. you, I'd have sent Graham Sunes a picture of myself with the World Cup trophy. Just and, say, oh yeah, thanks, Graham. Uh, yeah, I, me, I didn't know. I didn't know who he was really. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. I heard he was a great player and stuff like that. You and didn't even know who we were. <laughs> and I say the, the name, the name. I know the face, but I, the, the name. Uh, oh, is it okay. Karen told you? Yeah. Oh, Karen. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I'm not someone who watch, no. uh, I love, uh, like, I watch football and stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't stay and listen listen to what they're going to say after the game or why they done this and why, you know. I like to focus on football. Mm-hmm. Do you and just feel uh, like you know yourself, so that is enough for you? Yeah. If you score one goal or, or you score a hat-trick, you know that you score a hat-trick and yeah. you play a good game. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you can score a hat-trick mm-hmm. and play a very bad game. Mm-hmm. And you know yourself. Mm-hmm. And if someone tells you, oh, you play a good game, now he scored three goals, but he knows that he played a bad game, you know? Sometimes it happens, it's like this. When you know you're a football player or mm-hmm. football fan, really like yeah. a football, football fan and you know, yourself if you played well or if you don't play well if you didn't play well mm-hmm. and you don't need anyone to tell you um anything else th- yeah anything yeah. like that to no. be honest what is the funniest story you've ever read or heard about yourself which isn't true uh that i think that there's a lot <laughs> um that i had a car accident oh it's not very funny i had a car accident <laughs> and uh Oh, Paul, you had a car accident. He was driving late. He came out, so so he was late. And uh, then they called me. Oh, you okay? Everything? I say yeah. Why? <laughs> no, I heard you have a car accident. Then no, I'm I'm here. I'm on the phone. Everything is <laughs> yeah. fine. So no, wasn't me. Yeah, worrying and for your family, things like that. Then yeah, you know, it's 
for me, it's not it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a football player, you will get criticized, mm-hmm. you will get judged. Uh, people will like you, some people won't. And I think that's how make football is. You know, you yeah. can't. Yeah, of course. Sometimes you like people. You can't love everyone. No. no, you can't love everyone. It's not. You see, life is like you have different tastes and everything. But I mean, that what make football. You know, people will like you, some people won't. But criticizing football will happen. Yeah. And if you focus on that, you're a dead person. As long as Ollie likes you, that is most important right now. Like I said, like the manager knows, put you, you play football. Yeah. You play for, you give your best. You give everything on the pitch and really that's all matters. Do you think of yourself as a leader in the changing room? We've saw, uh, seen that very famous clip of you at the World Cup uh, being a leader in the changing room and giving that real inspirational talk. Do you see yourself doing that here at United in the changing room? If I see myself as a leader, I don't, like, as, a, as, as me, I don't, I can't say ah, I'm a leader. Maybe the people would say that the manager, the players, if I'm a leader, you know. But do you like to speak up in the changing yeah, room? Yeah, I like, I like to, to speak up. I like mm. to, to push shan- the team, shan- you know. Rant. To shout, yeah. 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 Any fights since Ravel? <laughs> uh, Close. No names, just... No, no fight, but just argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to have argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Absolutely. think it's good to have argument and speak and say the stuff. But because we always want... We want the best for... Yeah, everybody. For the team, you know? Yeah. We want the best for the team. So if I'm shouting at you, it's because I want you to give your best. If you shout at me, it's for my own good as well. So... Sometimes I, I take it good. It's healthy. You know, I take it good in in a good way. Mm-hmm. Then after a handshake and it's finished and we win together and we hug and that's football, you know. Yeah. That's what you want to see. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to have a bit of yeah. a spicy. Yeah. In <laughs> Who's out of the music now? Um, now Ash is gone. I've been out for a long time. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been out for a long time. So I, I don't know yet. No. I will find out, but... You will find that soon. Hopefully, when I get back, would you want the job? Uh, yeah, I, they, they like my music. Mm-hmm. We'll say. Like Axel it. told us who was in charge. I can't remember who. Well, he, was yeah, he said he no, was doing. Is that not just for yeah. one game? That was one is game. he in? Uh, no, the, so the person know. in charge in the changing room is different than the person on match day. In changing room, he's putting music. We let him. Yeah. Put music. It's different than everyone. You know. Yeah, yeah. Who's got the worst? Yeah. The oh, worst, Gea, even I know da- that. David Deria, <laughs> putting good. rock, very metal. You know, <laughs> yeah, metal. Yeah, yeah. Is it metal? You say metal. Yeah, yeah. metal. 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 <sighs> yeah. Uh, no, you can't stand it. I can't. No, no, no. I can't. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I don't know. Give you some. Okay, was a strange. And at the other end of the spectrum, any lovey-dovey music? What? Any, you know, like a bit of Luther Vandross or you know George Benson. No, do you know them? How old are you? <laughs> that's like, that's What's music? just happened? Um, that's Frank Sinatra. Who's singing I Feel Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's singing uh, I, I Feel, feel good. good? Is that the kind of songs you put on the dressing room? Not Brown. Well, uh, yeah, James, James Brown. Brown. James Brown. Yeah. So, sometimes uh, Andreas puts some James Brown, you know. Yeah. To feel like, you know. Like when you days. are on the way to a match, you have your headphones on. What are you listening to? I listen to... Um, Islam music current. I like to to have like some peace, you know, and 
listen to some some music, some R&B. Sometimes depends, you know. Sometimes I like to, you know, get out, you know, be mm -hmm. just close my eyes and yeah, switch off. Yeah, yeah. Like, I find like peace in uh, this kind of um, music. I would say then. Yeah, sometime before the game, just before before getting on the pitch, I put it again, then after I go. Mm -hmm. Do you miss the match day feeling, even yeah. being in the hotel the night before? Yeah, it feels like... Do you like, miss uh, that routine? To be honest, yeah. To be honest, I don't even know how it feels like anymore, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to to, to have this feeling, mm -hmm. to, to have this feeling again. Mm -hmm. And I miss it because my job you know to yeah. play football and i enjoy i really enjoy playing football uh so almost 27 a world cup winner a champion in italy won some trophies at manchester united so far what's on the bucket list for you not not necessarily just in football but across across your lifetime uh fa cup so we're in the yeah. quarterfinals of the fa cup and uh we're still in the europa league yeah and uh, obviously that's the goals the next one. You've won the league in Italy. It's got to be. Yeah, the Premier, the Premier league. league for this year will be tough. Will be very difficult. Very, very difficult. <laughs> Not to but be next honest. Year? Next year sure can end. be. Yeah, yeah, of course. Next year, tomorrow is a is another day. But um, now you think about now in the present, and the present is those two cups that hopefully I want to be part of this. I want to get back and help the team the much mm -hmm. as I can to to have these trophies. Brilliant. I think we have to wrap up in a second. I do want to ask you one last serious question before we're finished. We haven't seen it for a while because you've not been playing, but for the last year or so, you were playing with a, an, an anti-racism wristband. And that's, I think, come to the fore a lot in the last season. And there's been lots of incidents of problems around football pitches. Do you think it's a problem within football or in society? And do you think enough is being done to combat it? Yeah, I think... He uh, it's been a lot in the society and he comes into football. Mm -hmm. And uh, now more often in football, I didn't hear it that much. I didn't see it that much in, in England. Mm -hmm. Obviously in England, I had few in, in Italy. And uh, it's disappointing. You know, it's sad. It's sad to see that in in some place, you know, when, like I said before, some people came to enjoy mm -hmm. and to support their team. You know, they came to support their team. That's the main reason why they came to the game, I think, not to think about the point, you know. So just to see that is, is kind of sad to see that again yeah. at this time in 2020. So mm. I mean, football brings, you know, this happiness, a lot of people, different culture and everything. That's all we want to see. And now the, this handband was more just to tell them, to tell everyone, tell the world that we we all won, you know, we mm -hmm. all won and... Just say no to racist. We, we all different, you know. There's no one person that is equal to the other one. I mean, you all got, you're born the same way, and mm. you will, we all die. So yeah, at the end, exactly. we will finish in the same. Uh, we are, we all, we will all have the same hand, mm -hmm. you know. So we all the same. To be honest, oh, it's just sad to see that we don't want to see that on the pitch and outside the pitch, you know, on the stadium and outside the stadium, you know. Paul, thank you so much for coming on the Main Night Podcast. Thank you. Thanks, what man. I would like to ask you is, who of your teammates or former United teammates have got good stories that we should get on? Yeah, what about a former United teammate? That would be a good one. You had Jesse? Yeah, yeah with Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. Yeah. You had Rashi? 
No, not no. yet. No, not yet. Well, there we go. Yeah. Or your ex-housemate, Petrucci. Should we get in touch with him? Oh, David, yeah. Ah, okay. I thought you uh, need players yeah. here. Old, old teammates, anybody else from your youth team that we could talk to? Patrice? Yeah, Uncle Pat. Uncle, Uncle Pat. Pat. <laughs> Uncle Pat. Is that what you call him every time? Yeah, I call him Uncle Pat. That's from So you now have where. Pastor Fred, Uncle Pat. What other names do you have in the changing room? The Tiki Taka legend, Andreas. <laughs> right. Tiki Taka. Um, the magician. The magician Mata. Mm. A Chiki. A Chiki. Who else? I have a Doctore for Matic. Means uh, like the master, you know. Mm-hmm. Doctor is like when you put someone like like a dog. Doctor is yeah. Is in his language. I call him like that. Um, La Panther Noire, the Black Panther. Uh, Eric Bailly. <laughs> Who else? What about Harry. Harry. Harry, I don't have. I, I don't have one. Victor. Victor, yes, Victor. Uh, I call him Big P. I don't know why. <laughs> I just don't know why. Big P. Aaron? Aaron, yeah, Spider. Spider. Yeah. L'Amarigny. Spider-Man. <laughs> Amazing. Paul, thank brilliant. you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank so you much. very Pleasure. much. Pleasure. Appreciate <laughs> it. So that was Paul Pogba. And Maisie, we did find out that his favourite haircut was. Yes. What was it? Uh, the, you weren't listening to that you bit. The, the blonde one they had when he first signed. All oh, right, yeah. Shaved head. Blonde. What's been your favourite haircut, Maisie? Good question. A Pogba's. No, no yourself. Idea. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Just lower my ears and that's it. Lower Short my back ears. and sides. Yeah. Short back and sides. Yeah. yeah. Good pog. Good podcast. Yes, that's quite tough Very to say, enjoyable. Isn't it? Good, yeah. to, good to know more about the man himself. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, I've got a lot of emails in front of me, guys, that people have been sending in to us. Uh, I'm going to read you one from Trevor McCarthy. It says, Hi, guys. Absolutely brilliant podcast. I just discovered it yesterday and basically binged on it since. Fantastic stories, memories, and a bit of nostalgia too. I'm really looking forward to future episodes. My favourite has been the episode of Eric Cantona. It brought back a flood of memories, especially the 96 FA Cup final. Thank you so much, Trevor, for that. Uh, One here that you saw, like, because obviously I missed the Peter Schmeichel podcast, um, but... Enrique Wells loved it and he just wants to say thank you for a brilliant podcast put together Peter Schmeichel um, the stories and the behind the scenes insights to our most dominant period in our history really churns up great emotions when listening to legends such as these thought that was good and he loved um, the story about you doing the back pass and doing the hamstring Yeah, he loved that, that. Uh, Mitch is from Adelaide in Australia. He's 23 and he's been loving the podcast. He's now (laughs) going to unsubscribe after that horrible impression. Um, He's really enjoying it. He's been to Old Trafford three times. Uh, The first game he came to was Michael Carrick's testimonial, which is something he said he'll remember for the rest of his life. He'd like to hear a podcast from Michael Carrick um, because obviously he's got stories of playing and coaching. It's one we've talked about before, isn't it? Yeah, just a matter of time. I would like to hear a podcast on Maisie's accents. I was just saying that. He's got a great French accent. Uh Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Didn't let Pogba hear so that one, did you? Uh-huh. <laughs> He's got an Australian one, which you just heard. Good eye. Northern Irish. What a bite you sound. Scottish. Aye. Wee man. I think that was still Irish. He looked, honestly, you couldn't see his face there. It he was looked Celtic, genuinely a Celtic one. furious with me for insulting his Scottish accent. Can't see <laughs> Sam. <laughs> what else, Maisie, can we do? Spanish. Uh, Spanish. Uh-huh. What? Oh, no, that's 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 French. French. You think about that, and here's something to think about. Uh, Last email from uh, Nate Hyatt, who says, please get Paddy on to tell his stories. Need to have all of those recorded. So that's one we can work on too. Uh, Guys, thank you very much. If you want to get in touch, you can email us, unitedpodcast at manunited.co.uk. That's utdpodcast at manutd.co.uk. And we'll see you on the next one. Hold up. 